Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I can't show hospitality to strangers because everyone here is a friend of the pod. Today, we're getting face-to-face to talk about the implications of isolation and digital age, but before we encourage one another in our meeting together, now that she's motivated us to acts of love and good works, let's welcome in an angel entertainer, Marin! <laughs> I've provoked you to acts yeah. of good works. Yeah. You have been provoked. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for welcoming me. Yeah, and no Barry today, so we're here with what? Sarah Nist. Yes! The B team. Welcome, Sarah. No way. <laughs> the B team. No is way. Here. You We're hosted this past weekend, so I basically ran up to Sarah after services, and I was like, "Sarah, please, will you join us on the pod?" And you were like, "Maybe." Yeah. But you're under here. Pressure. Thank I'm, you. Yeah, I'm here under pressure. Is, no. it, is it stress? Is it like a scary thing to do? A little bit. Because I feel like this is the easiest thing in the world. Like yeah, we're, just we're just talking friends. with headphones on. We'll ask me later. We're just talking with headphones on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> headphones on and there's no but cameras. I but I didn't get the memo to where to uh, So So I don't know if I'm a friend of the pod. If you're not watching friend. on YouTube, Marin and I are wearing the new Between Sundays uniform. The exact same color. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing the same shirt. It's like a beautiful deep yeah. maroon. Yeah. It looks and it, it complements both of us. So, it so nicely. It yeah. My wife says I don't wear red a lot, but I look today and I, I have four red hoodies. <laughs> so I'm wearing one of them. It's a very Anyways. universal color. And as I said, Barry has at least two shirts that are the same color. So the yes. likelihood of us all matching someday, yep. it is great. Um, so I have a level of anxiety every time we start the podcast or every time we do the podcast each week because what like I have to think about what I wear to work. Isn't that something? Yeah. I told you this was the, you. Tyler has been wanting to do this podcast on video for a very long time. And that has been my like main concern. Yeah. It's like I have to think about what well, I have to do my hair. Welcome well, to a woman's world. Monday yeah, or Tuesday. That's on probably the daily. true. Yeah, it is. But I don't mean like I, I have to look nice. I mean, like I can't. I, like, okay, we record on Mondays typically. Today we're, is a Tuesday, but typically we're recording on Mondays. And I'm like, well, I've already worn that version of clothes <laughs> in prior episodes. I can't have that on camera again. Like, that's what I mean. Really? You don't think you're going to, like, repeat on camera? Well, eventually I will, but I'm like, <laughs> I've already worn that combo. I can't I can't do that. I release you but from nobody, that. No one's noticing. You no put one's me here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you put you me here. You put us here when you yeah. decided to add those cameras to the mix. <laughs> oh, guys, I want to hear all about your weekends. I know that you guys were busy and together, and so I want to hear all about what we call MergeCon. Um, Sarah, you, you kind of headed up the charge. Why don't you share a little bit? Well, first of all, share a little bit about who you are for, in case the listeners don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the friends of the pod know me. Yeah. Well, Sarah Nist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I get to be our associate pastor for kids and students. Um, don't act like you're a big shot. <laughs> You gotta go easy on her, Tyler. I'm on the B team. Go. No, no. <laughs> Associate pastors call ourselves the B team. Which oh we, my goodness! Wait, which we really that's love. That's not true. Because I was an associate tail, pastor at some point. On the point. tail end of my growing up, the A team came on TV. Yes, of course. So to call ourselves the B team gives me a lot of joy. Okay. You know, would that Guys, make? Gotta knock this off. That would make me Mr. T. Am I yes. Mr. Yeah, T in this yes. equation? Yes. Okay. You do have that's a gold the only chain. one I know. <laughs> that's the only one I know. I pity the fool. God rules. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you oversee kids here. and students. I do. Tell us a little yeah. bit about like who you are. What do you what do you what do you do? What do you like? What do I do and what do I like? Who are um, you? Um I like my husband of yeah. twenty five years. Andy. He calls you coach. Yeah, we haven't played pickleball in a long time. <laughs> yeah, really? I haven't pickleball no. players. I thought you guys like lived for pickleball. I know, but not this winter. Oh. So I am in a deficit. Okay. Yeah. My soul is in a deficit. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Avid pickleball players. Yeah, though, we are normally. avid pickleball yeah. players. Yes. Yeah. We have we are in a league for the spring, but it doesn't start until March. Okay. So uh we do that when we can. Um we actually get to hang out with our three young adult kids more than you'd think. Well, cool. Get to. Well, Marin, nice. because I know what that life yeah. is like. I know we do. Yeah. <laughs> so our oldest lives in Indy as a teacher, but should we get her to come uh, back? You know, all right. like she comes back for dinner stuff. Yeah. And our middle moved back, and so um, he and I like 
watch NFL together. Oh, good. NBA. You know? Super Bowl this weekend. Yep. I started watching Quarterback on Netflix okay. to get ready yeah. for the Super Bowl. So I have something intelligent yeah, to say. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm not allowed to root for him, oh. but I will be watching, you know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. We'll be watching for Patrick. Yeah. And uh, and our youngest is 18, still in the house. And so we get to hang out with her. And Great. we have a golden retriever that we really like hanging out with. All right. What's the dog's so name? His name is Bodie. Friends of the pod are avid uh Pet lovers. Yeah. Cause, mostly because yeah. of Barry. But, sure. Yeah. All because of Barry. All yeah. because of Barry. Yeah. 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 Bodie would fit in great on the farm. Good. Yeah. Golden Retriever. My wife yeah. uh, sends me Golden Retriever puppy pictures almost daily. Because you guys oh, are bet. in the market. No, we're definitely not in the market. Ooh, Friends you, of the pod, please do not are. send me photos. <laughs> but uh, my wife daily will be like, what about this dog? And I'll be like, no. And she'll say, you're right. So it's it's a daily routine. Like, like she's you, she's excited, and then she comes to her senses of like, we have kids who leave the leave the fence gate open, and that dog's just gonna run away. But you it's keep true. like moving the goal down the field because <laughs> yeah. I remember you telling me, well, we can't have a dog until the baby is born. Yeah, baby has been very much born. Baby is alive and well, doing thriving, doing great. So shouldn't it be time to get the dog? That's what you said. Something to think about. Something, Something to think about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. I As long as I can keep moving the goalposts, <laughs> I will, because it's it's kind of nice not having a dog. You also said you didn't want to have a dog until your kids were old enough to, like, do the dirty chore of cleaning right. up after That's the dog. Right. Yeah. yeah, and they're not. So mm, I no. saw the way they picked up those little, like, spiky ball things that fall from the tree in your front <laughs> yeah, yard. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> no. very, not very efficient. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> yeah. They're ready. They're ready. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so Sarah, you're partly here because, I mean, you're here because we love you, but you're here because I want to hear um, your perspective uh, on kids and students going through isolation. But before we talk about that, I want to hear about your weekends and MergeCon. Yeah. So you guys were both yeah. part of it. Tell the friends of the pod who have, may have no idea what that is, what it is, and what you guys did over the weekend. Uh, do you want me to go? Sure. Okay. Well, MergeCon, it's... Um, so for the fall retreat, all of high school went away to somewhere to have a retreat kind of offsite and, and do that. We, we actually did that winter of last year, mm -hmm. last year's winter yeah. retreat. I was part of that too. Yeah. Um, but for this year, we kept it in-house um, for the most part. Um, large group gatherings happened in the auditorium, which completely doesn't look like the auditorium. I kind of wished we were able to leave up some of the mm -hmm. features we had for MergeCon if we could have left them up through Sunday yeah, like morning. Yeah, the runway. Well, yeah. yeah. So there was a catwalk, catwalk. Uh, for MergeCon. There were yeah. curtains hung to kind of make that giant fishbowl of an auditorium feel a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, there were uh, smoke geysers under the grates of the stage. Yeah. I think there was four of them. The effects okay. were awesome. The <laughs> They like to the go lights. out with the mm -hmm. lights, the lights especially. Um, John M. Jimbroik, our, our lighting tech, he he loves to do the most, <laughs> which we love. It, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it's it's not always like we can get away with doing that kind of thing on a Sunday morning, but boy, can we, we when did. it comes to MergeCon, yeah. and boy, did we. So yeah. the smoke was heavy, the lights were flashing, and it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. Good. So, um, but they did go off site and do mm -hmm. at least one fun thing on Saturday, was yep. it? We went off site one time on Saturday for Laser Flash. Yeah. Oh, classic, cool. classic right. high school activity. How do, how do you guys travel? Because of what? There's school like 50 kids? Bus. Okay. Yeah, school buses. School bus. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, what's kind of like the the hope? Like, what, what did you hope kids experienced or would walk away with? So, like the, the parent answer is we are seeking to give our kids the time, the tools, and the truth yeah. to build a firm foundation on Jesus, which we tell the kids as well, and mm -hmm. we do. Um, but the kid answer is we want them to have as much fun surrounding Jesus, their friends, and trusted small group leaders as possible. Yeah. We want to create a safe space. Uh, we want them to be known and loved, mm. doing anything they can do, You know, whether it's reading scripture, or a mini mosh pit. Yeah. May or may not have been crowd surfing oh on boy. Saturday night. Oh boy. The the, the high school <laughs> retreats and events and things like that are always amazing because it's like kids run in, like as soon as the doors open, they run in, they run to the front of the stage and there's mosh pit or yeah. whatever. But then you go to like a normal merge and it's like, at least from what I remember, it's like 
they just like kind of like stand there. It depends. It, yeah. Really? It depends on yeah. the group. Yeah. Usually like there's a group of teenage boys that wants to jump to like every song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like whether or not that song like requires <laughs> jumping, but they just, yeah. they just come in so full of energy <laughs> yes. and yeah. they like having fun and they provoke one another to good works. And so they start <laughs> okay. jumping. Um, but yeah, the Very girls, the girls, reference. especially they tend to be a little bit more uh, just kind of chill. The girls yeah. like to sway. <laughs> sway Very yeah. sweet. Arms around yeah. each other. Yes. You know, yeah. unless there is a prescribed move for that song. Yes. So like they're, they're still at that age where they like to do yep. the moves. Yep. And if one person gets low, everybody gets oh, low. Okay. Yep. That kind of thing. That's, yep. that's, Still very much in vogue. Yep. Well, <laughs> I showed up to service at 11 o'clock the past weekend and all the high school kids were there. They were there for the service, right? Yeah, it was and awesome. so they yeah. were actually like a bunch of them went on stage before before the service started doing what what do they do? Church, the church clap. clap. Yeah, church clap. Which my kids love. My my Your six year old my six year old loves a church clap. Oh. Because they do it upstairs in Grace Kids. Oh, okay, yeah. I he's didn't like know that. he's always yeah. asking to listen to church clap. I'm like, how do you know what this is? But, yeah. We like to have long on ramps for our kids <laughs> yeah. to join yeah. Grace students. So it starts yeah. in Grace Kids. Yeah, he's into it. That's so cool. Uh okay, well I I is was there any like big wins that you guys are celebrating right now over over MergeCon or just student ministries? Yeah, I think uh, having Dave Rod come, mm. our founding pastor, Dave Rod came to yeah. do an, a two and a half hour destiny workshop, mm. which was his first time to do that for high school students. I just need we, to look at the birds. Come I mean, again? That's Dave. <laughs> I didn't know that Dave liked birds. <laughs> See? Sarah, this is why it's best not to come prepared because you will just get derailed at every turn. That's good. The apple didn't fall far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did not do any bird watching, yeah. but we looked up at our calling, oh, our destiny. Good. Yeah, it was pretty profound. That yeah. was a highlight. The students were so into it, and that tied in with your overall theme of just identity. Absolutely. That was the theme of every uh, session that we had in large group, and yeah. I thought that was a really perfect accompaniment to yeah. to that conversation. Yeah, it was beautiful because even Friday night, Randy kicked us off talking about a label that he had received that was incredibly painful oh. as a high school student. Still, you know, he still remembers yeah. it in his 20s. Uh, and we take those labels off when we become new creations mm-hmm. in Christ. But we know the battle as adults is to continue to take them off yeah. and continue to replace it with who Jesus says you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a fantastic weekend. Good. Yeah. That makes me really happy. I'm glad to, glad to hear that. We're, we'll probably hear more about that in the coming weeks. Because uh, I think you're uh, slated to share some stories in service, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we wrapped up the fifth week, fifth and final week of our sermon series, Virtual Reality. And um, I don't know, Barry's obviously not here to talk about a sermon, so I thought we'd talk big picture, uh, overarching ideas and takeaways from the the series in general, and then maybe do just a little dive into the face-to-face stuff that Barry was talking about. But uh, the big idea of the series is that technology may change, but human beings always remain the same. And because we know that, there are some principles that we can rely on when it comes to how we can behave in a digital age. And those principles are we we went through one at a time, one per week. The first one being you are on mission, which is what we've talked about many times the past couple of weeks on this podcast. Uh, number two, garbage in, garbage out, talking about the content that we consume and share and post online. Uh, principle number three was Sabbath breaks change, pr- breaks chains. Uh, we have to learn how to stop the grind from time to time. And last week, or the week before last week, uh, likes do not define you. Our digital world is full of tribalism and vanity, and our identity is found in Christ. And this week, Barry gave us the fifth principle, which is we heal face-to-face. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little high-level. Um, knowing that those are the five weeks, the five principles, what what will you guys take away either personally or what will you see that Grace has taken away um, from the, a series like this? I would hope, I mean, there's something to take away from every week. And some of those um, big ideas that Barry shared are so sticky, I think that they're going to stick around. The garbage in and the garbage out, that's already kind of a known uh, phrase. Um, but healing face-to-face. <laughs> healing face-to-face is not necessarily Scupula? Scupula. A, a, known, a known phrase in our society, but it's also true. And um, at both the 915 and the 11 o'clock services, at least from what I could hear in the room, um, people just really were resonating with this message um, 
of not neglecting to gather together, mm-hmm. as, as it says in Hebrews. Um, Barry had a short time of prayer at the cross. Um, now, we announce prayer at the cross every Sunday when service yeah. ends. Um, but this time he made a more of a marked effort to say, hey, meet me at the cross and we're going to pray over this specific thing. And I noticed not only a, a flood of people who went to the cross to pray with him, but even after the prayer had ended and Barry had gone to the lobby, people stuck around and they hung out with each other and they talked. Yeah, and that was cool. One person even told me, oh, yeah, I got to know somebody and I'm going to their house for dinner uh, this weekend. Wow. The community coming together this weekend was incredibly powerful and you could see it all throughout the service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it was a great way to kick off the year. And I hope that we carry that um, that desire and that mindset. We heal face to face. I hope we carry that with us throughout the remainder of the year. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? What, what will you take away from the series? Yeah, like Marin said, it was all good, but the fifth and final felt profound. Mm. Uh, it felt holy. And yeah, hearing that we heal face to face, I think we understand that, but we don't, we don't consciously talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- yeah, that's my big one. Mm-hmm. We heal face to face. I was going to say for kids and students ministry, garbage in garbage out yes. is just weighs heavily because we know that we did not have to grow up under the same pressure and the same bombardment mm-hmm. of having the digital world constantly in our pockets. Yeah. Um, but it feels like the antidote to that is healing face to face. Right. And so I feel like as a church, we keep doing what we're doing, but we're doing, I pray that we're going to do it with greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, that and when we get people face to face, like it's, it's opportunities to see, you know, the face of Jesus in another person. Um, yeah. 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 I think the garbage in garbage out is the one that concerns me the most as a mom of young adults. Um, I think that's been a concern for a long time, as long as they've been consuming media of any kind, not just phones in their hands, but even the things that they would watch on TV when they were little and, or going to a friend's house and not knowing, you know, what kind of content and things like that, that they're consuming elsewhere. I think I've always lived with this uh, concern or this kind of low grade fever of anxiety mm-hmm. in regard to, okay, well, what is the world feeding my kids? Mm-hmm. Will I even know that the world is feeding my kids garbage? Right. Yep. You know, I could, especially when they were younger, I, I pretty much had full control over what was on their plates. Yep. I knew what they were getting fed physically, but it didn't take long for me to feel very much out of control mm-hmm. with what they were being fed um, through different you know, media outlets and things like that. So, but again, healing face to face is how I counteract that anxiety within myself, Mm -hmm. like fostering channels of communication with my young adults, now young adults Mm -hmm. to be able to talk about, well, what have you heard lately? Or what's funny to you? And what are you into lately? There's a podcast my son watches and he's obsessed with this podcast and I wanted to know what it was all about. Uh, I think we're like number two on Jaden's podcast list. (laughs) Number two. We might be number two. That's quick adoption. But yeah, I sat there and I watched an episode with him one time, just wanting to know like, okay, what, why are you into this? What is this about? You know? Um, But we had to do that face to face. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the most convicting one, uh, I think I said last week, my wife was like, uh, are, are you feeling convicted by any of these messages in my answer was no. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You did share that last week. That's yeah, right. I was like, nah, this isn't, this doesn't apply to me. Um, but then this week, this past week, Barry's kind of hit me in the face and my job, my job is to manage a, a, a team that works behind the screens and tries to get people digitally connected to Grace Church. And so I am, I am most often found behind the scenes of, of things, but also um, my New Year's resolution every year is to have everybody leave me alone. <laughs> is that every year or is that special for this year? No, it's every year. Every year, my my that's my New Year's resolution is <laughs> wow. for everyone else to leave me alone. Except for when it's time to go golfing. Even then that. it's like, let's no, get yeah, the guys yeah. together. Or game night. I know, and that's the problem is that historically <laughs> I have always been like, I play board games and golf to get away from the screens and to be with people, and that that's all true. But I, I think... Like he was talking when he was talking about how isolation and lack lack of oxytocin makes us irritable and mm-hmm. anxious and fearful. Those are things that I've started feeling just in the last year or two that mm. I've never really 
thought about mm. before in my life. And I think I've spent a lot of time alone. And he said, you know, when you don't have this hormone, this oxytocin, um, you reject any sense of attachment or trust in other people. And I think that, mm. I think that describes me. And so it was very convicting to get back in the room, to get back in the game mm. and uh, get around other people again. So that's interesting to hear that coming from you because you have a family, like you have built in people around you all the time. Yeah, it's I, weird. <laughs> I thought of people I know who live alone yeah. when Barry was talking about that kind of isolation. Um, you know, there's no lack of oxytocin in my life because I can get a hug from my husband whenever I want. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But it's interesting to hear that even people who have families can yeah. still experience those negative effects of feeling essentially alone. Yeah. I, I said a couple of weeks ago, like my kids are already of the age where I'm like, hey, what's going on at school today? And they're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember or whatever. <laughs> and what I the what I'm talking about right now is I could press in mm -hmm. and be like, come on, man, let, let's just go. Let's go throw the football <laughs> or whatever. And we'll talk about it. Or I could be like, all right, if you're not going to talk, then I'm not going to talk. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that I think that is the thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I could choose to enter into people's lives or I could choose to just kind of withdraw. And sometimes mm -hmm. in the past few months or year or whatever, I've chosen to withdraw sometimes that when I could have done more to press into people's lives so mm -hmm. um so sarah i know your team is aware of all the dangers that this series warns about the isolation the tribalism the vanity the being chewed up yep. um by the digital world uh because you deal with kids and students and families every day and so how are you guys being intentional with grace kids and grace students to try to help families deal with some of this stuff yeah um for, on the kids' side of things, one what you were just saying with the boys makes me think of something Danny, Randy, and I learned on a Fuller Youth Institute um, webinar a couple months ago. They said that for youth ministry, warm is the new cool. Oh, what does that mean? Warm is the new cool. So kids are so disconnected, so mm -hmm. isolated, so anxious, depressed, uh, into their own tribes that they are not looking for cool Mm. Leaders, cool pastors. Well, thank, thank the goodness. Lord. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I agree with team, you. The B team can be warm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> not necessarily cool. Wow. <laughs> and so, what we are seeking is some of it's so basic, but if we heal face to face, every kid needs to hear their name on a Sunday, and mm. every kid needs to hear their mm. name several times. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know. That we have a lot of kids, yeah. but yeah. we're on a mission to make sure that every kid's name is known and spoken. Mm. I I started seeing what changed a couple months ago when I I have an easier time connecting with the female students than with our male students, seeing that I am female. Yeah, makes sense. But I decided to see what would happen when I intentionally start high fiving, fist bumping, or slapping a kid on the back. Uh, the guys, yeah, every single Sunday, you guys, they now come to me for huh. it. Huh. They oh, cool. come right. to me for warm, for warmth. And yeah. I think after hearing Barry's message, yeah. the oxytocin, that's fascinating. So even when we're in families where we're, you know, we're jostling with each other, we're sitting next to each other mm -hmm. at the dinner table, hopefully, mm -hmm. um, maybe you're getting a bedtime hug. Maybe not. I, I remember, like, I remember my parents stopped giving me a hug goodnight. Yeah. Probably in middle school. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. we weren't a super touchy family. I still try to give my kids a hug every night. And, you know, they're young adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so. <laughs> my kids so. act like they're in pain when <laughs> I hug them hug? these days. Yeah. they. Yeah. It's like it's. It's pretend. It's like it's hurting them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurting their pride. <laughs> But yeah, so with our students, like like appropriate touch, right? Yeah. Fist bumps, high fives, um, side hugs, yeah, warmth, knowing their names, like the baseline is pretty low, mm -hmm. but it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. So those are some of the things that we're seeking to be warm, not cool yeah. mm -hmm. in gray students. And with parents, uh, we... I, like one of my jobs is to resource parents. So when I know of a great author, mm -hmm. when I hear of a great podcast for parenting, 
um, a great book, you know, any resources our parents are pretty grateful for. You're like a wealth of resources. I, love I feel a good like resource. every time I'm in a conversation and you are involved in the conversation, <laughs> you're like dropping quotes from all different speakers oh, and you. authors, and you are a wealth of information. Well, I've got one for a today. Very good you got one source for, today. for resources. I got one for today. All right, friends of the pod. And friends of the pod, all here it is. I was listening to a podcast last night, as I tend yeah. to do when I'm schlepping on the treadmill, you know, as midlifers <laughs> tend to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was listening to this podcast called No Small Endeavor. It's mm-hmm. out of Nashville. And the the host was David Brooks, who oh. Dave Rod name yeah. drops from time to time. So mm. I feel very well read. You're in good company. I know. Thank you, Dave yeah. Rod. <laughs> um, and he has written a book. It's now a New York Times bestseller called How to Know a Person. And some of the things he's talking about are these baseline human actions, like how as a society with the digital age, we've forgotten how to listen to one another. Sure. And we often enter a room ready to know what we want to say. Yes. Or we want to be seen, but we're not filled up enough to be listening, mm. right? To be giving of ourselves. Um. So, yeah, I don't know how yeah. I got there, but that's cool. Re- yeah, resources like that. Um, well, that's definitely a huge part of what Merge does for our young people. We are we are listeners. Yep. The small group leaders are listeners. The staff leaders are listeners. Yeah. It's what helps them yeah. know that they're safe and it's what helps them feel known and connected. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. Yeah, it is a huge part of it. So when he was talking about um, Barry, I'm going to get specific now to this past weekend. But when he was talking about, you know the the physical touch part of getting face to face and being in physical pro- proximity with one another what did that what did that that doesn't like sit well with some people what, how did that sit with you guys like are so, you guys physical touch people yeah a member of our governing board came up to me after that message saying oh i'm sure you loved that part didn't you say no i'm i'm not i'm no. not a hugger yeah. i'm not yeah. I'm, well i wonder where your kids get it from then. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it feels so weird when I'm hugging them. Maybe you're grimacing. Maybe I'm just an awkward hugger. I've never evaluated my own hugs. Maybe I'm just all elbows. Yeah, elbow hugs. (laughs) You don't know where your chin goes. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there are people who, like that. Maybe that's their love language, or maybe that's that's they're naturally prone to communicate in ways that involve Mm -hmm. physical touch. I I am not. Mm One of those yeah. people. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier this week who's a close talker, real close. Like I could feel that person's breath on my face, and I kept taking small steps backwards you to didn't try like to like you no. To- and I was trying to like non-verbally indicate a that close talker will keep this coming. is awfully yes. <laughs> so we just kept inching our ways backwards because every time Don't I took a step me. back, they'd take another step back. I'm, Don't touch me. Yes, I knew you would play that sound clip. And that sound clip is for me. Please don't touch me. Um, but I but I do understand. Again, I have a family that lives in very close proximity to me. I am not somebody who is starved for physical touch. Yeah. That's a privilege. I live with that privilege. But there were a couple of different instances this Sunday where I was speaking to people after service that I know live alone. And I can't imagine what it would be like for them in a world almost completely void of a physical touch from another human being. And so even things like handshakes and hungs and hugs and high fives and things like that, it would probably mean a world more to them than it does to me at this stage in my life. And maybe it will mean more to me at another stage in my life when my kids are gone. And, you know, if I ever find myself in a position where I'm more isolated, um, it would probably mean a lot more to me. So, yeah. Yep. But no, I don't think everybody was amening at, yeah. at the idea of physical touch. <laughs> I, I find that on a good day where I'm filled up, you know, me and the Lord are good, or me and my family are good, and I come to church and I, physical touch is not my primary love language, but I do feel like I am able to find those people who need a hug. Yeah. And uh, because of the world we live in, I always ask first. Yes. <laughs> Do you sure. like a hug? Yes. It, I'm rarely turned down here really? at, at Grace. Yeah. I'm rarely turned down. Mm. Yeah. So I think it, because it matters, like the oxytocin, yeah. it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you guys can try to reflect on the last time you guys had a meaningful interaction with a person, like person to person, in person, how did it, like, how do you think, 
we're we're we've talked about this last week. We're staring down the barrel of a bunch of uh, person interactions online because it's a, an election year, right? So it's flinging stuff, as Barry said, flinging stuff over the barricade, flinging grenades over the barricade. If you can reflect on the last person in person um, interaction you had, or the last time you had a meaningful one, what what comes out? Like, what do you remember about that, and how did it make you feel? What do I remember about the in person? Yeah, last time you had a meaningful interaction, what were some of the things, like what made it meaningful the last time you had a meaningful in-person? In-person? Yeah. I would say probably just the nuance and the gesture. I, I was I was thinking about like, I, I love my sisters. I love them like crazy. And I was talking to one of those sisters over the phone yesterday, or Sunday, Sunday. We had a, we had our sister catch up time. Uh, my sister lives in North Carolina. I could talk to my sister every day. I could text my sister multiple times a day. I could FaceTime with my sister once yeah. a week and I would still miss her. Mm. There's like a longing mm-hmm. to be with my sister. And I guess if I had to pinpoint what that was, it's just the warmth mm-hmm. that you lack or the the proximity. The proximity, mm-hmm. even the nuance of like facial expressions if we're talking over the phone and we're not doing FaceTime or if we're talking via text or something. I think what makes in-person interactions more meaningful is that human element. It's not like, it's it's just less robotic maybe than talking mm-hmm. over the phone or in a text or something like that. You do miss all the nuance in, in texts and things like that. Yeah. Um, is it like a matter of like, when I'm on the phone with somebody, I feel like I'm on a clock. Like I feel like the time's ticking down. I got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like on the phone with my sister the other day, it was right about dinner time. Her house was a flurry of activity and I felt a little bit like I'm keeping her from something. You had to wrap it up. Right. Where if I was in the room with her, I probably would have just been playing with my nieces and my nephew and been part of the flurry of activity and, and we could have lingered longer. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have felt like, okay, I need to let you get to dinner. Mm -hmm. We all would have just sat down and had dinner. We, Mm -hmm. We would have had more time just being together. Yeah. So yeah, I think the, the ticking clock is, is something that makes it, that I long to be with them and not yeah. just talking to them on the phone. What about you, Sarah? What makes in-person interactions more meaningful than digital mm-hmm. interactions for you? Um, yeah, I think proximity is huge. The, the example that came to my mind is uh, Sunday night, my oldest came back for dinner and on the fly, she was like, mom, can you cut my hair? Because oh. she's a first year teacher and she's making no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I can save a lot of money if you cut my hair. So I was like, okay. Have you done that before? I, I have. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I dabble. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I dabble. So we we go upstairs to my bathroom where the hair cutting commences. And on a typical Sunday night, I um I love a good reel and my kids are gracious <laughs> yeah. to receive my reels yes. yeah. with love. Receive yes. my reels. <laughs> so, yeah. So on a typical Sunday night, I would have sent her a reel, probably spoofing elementary school teachers, right? Yeah. And instead, here I am cutting her hair, which is, you know, uh, serving her. Mm-hmm. I'm with her. You know, hair styling, it's like close proximity, yeah, oh yeah. right? Um, and the time. And the, so the time and the touch and the attention and the listening. And she's chatting about her life. And I'm just, you know, trying to make her pretty. <laughs> and wow, like the difference in how I felt filled up and how she oh, felt with yeah. me versus like the hit I get when I hit, yeah. you know, share or whatever yeah. on the reel. And I know they're going to laugh yeah. and they know I'm laughing, but it's a quick hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do Okay, wait. Fleeting. Do, do you know they're going to laugh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, good question. <laughs> I, I, am tr- I try to be real choosy with what I send. Oh my goodness. I'm sending things all the time. I'm blowing Nobody, up. And nobody's laughing. Blowing up that family chat. Well, I've learned to just stop sending things to Jaden. Jaden, oh. I know you're not watching them. I just don't even send them to you anymore. <laughs> um, but I do put them in the family chat. And the other day, uh, Desi thought something was funny. And then my husband said something to the effect of like, don't flatter her. That wasn't even that funny. And it just kind of went down the family chat line. He said 30% of what I send is funny. 30. That's a 30. That's good though. 30% of what I send is actually received as funny. And well, Desi yeah. said, is what are you talking about? Of what she, you sends, send to be- she sends us funny stuff all the time. Okay. And Jen so- thinks hers are 100% funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just I realize that there is a there is a gap in in what we all find humorous. How dare you? There's a gap. 
Well, are you trying to send 100% funny things? Things that I think are like, oh, man, they're going to love this. But everything you send is supposed to be funny. Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, do you send serious reels? I mean, if you're sending yeah. you know, reels to your boys, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, all right. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Barry said that this word in Greek is actually provoke. How do you think we go about provoking each other to love and good works in today's context? Hmm. I did have to look that word up because um, I love doing that. I, I, I go down a lot of rabbit trails that involve words and the way that they can be translated. Um, that, that word for stir up, um, it does mean provoke. It can mean provoke in like a, in like an argument, like a heated argument, uh, or incite is another good word. How do we incite one another to, to good works? And I was trying to think of the last time I felt I was incited (laughs) to do something good. Mm -hmm. And actually merge is a perfect example of that. Um, I wasn't serving regularly with merge. Um, it's, it's not like written into my job description. Um, and I, I, ju- I guess I just didn't know what I didn't know as these different transitions were taking place with uh, changeover in leadership and things like that. I guess I just assumed that the the worship part of merge was being taken care of because mm-hmm. nobody asked me for help. So it, it must be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Until I think it was two, three retreats ago, four retreats ago. I can't remember. Um, it was actually a student who had let me know, like, we, we really could use your help. Mm-hmm. We need help in this area. And that student made me aware of a need that I didn't know existed. That student invited me to be part of something. And that definitely stirred yeah. me up to do this thing. It's why I was involved in the merge retreat this weekend. One of my favorite moments from the merge retreat this weekend was when a sophomore boy came up and asked me how he could start singing on the team. I know. Oh, cool. That it. was the best. Yep. And I, that wouldn't have happened Mm-mm. had not this student, you know, a year or two ago told me, identified that there was a need and then invited me into that, mm-hmm. into that space. Yep. Another example came out. We just had our core team meeting this yeah. last Thursday. And the cool part about the core team meeting, which is kind of like our church membership meeting, we break off into our, our groups after our large, large group session together. And in my weekend experience, small group, um, somebody told a story of how they were first brought on to the worship team. And that this is a person who's been on the team long, long before I ever even got to Grace Church, but they said they were at the YMCA and somebody saw them and they started talking about music. And next thing you knew that person was inviting him to join the team. And now he's been on the team for, I don't know, probably over a decade now. Wow. Um, and he's one of the most committed members of our team, but awesome. he, like many others assumed, Oh, well they've, they've, they've got, got They've got musicians up there every weekend and they've got singers up there every weekend and they must have it covered. And there's an assumption that is made. Mm -hmm. But I think when the need is identified and then you're invited to come and fill that need, I think that's one way we can stir each other up to good works. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of kind of acting like, you know, we've got it covered. Instead of me acting like my my worship team, my ministry areas got it all covered, actually letting people know, actually, no, we, we need more drummers and more keyboard players and more vocalists and you name it, and inviting people to come yeah. might stir them up to something that they wouldn't right. necessarily have done before. Well, in, in both of your instances, that those were in-person yes. experiences and encounters. Absolutely. They did not happen via text or a screen. Yeah. Right? yeah. It wasn't a social media post. That's not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But it was an embodied invitation. Yeah, very personal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to help that student finish out her senior year strong. Mm-hmm. That's what got me involved with helping merge students with worship. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think, um, people that make me feel like I'm safe with them. And by, I don't mean like safe space. I mean, like, like they're filling their, that I get to fill their cup or they fill my cup. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I feel like we're either emptying or filling each other's cups in, when we have interactions with people. And uh, being intentional about building safety with one another, like sharing in vulnerability, uh, establishing our mission. So if we are on mission digitally, like sharing in that with one another, I think that that's when I feel like I'm being provoked to to 
um, acts of love and good works. That's when I feel like I'm stirred up. Like you, you kept saying stirred mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. Uh, is when somebody makes me feel like this person is a is a safe person because they um, they've chosen to be vulnerable with me um, in their in their walk with Christ. They care about me as a human being and uh, the mission that we're both we're we're both on. And so that's that's historically when I have felt provoked. And uh, actually, there's a there's a guy who I met when I was probably like twelve or thirteen, and he is turning 50 this weekend and he invited me to his like birthday party. And I was like, <laughs> this guy has provoked me in my entire life to like be a better person and, um, challenged me, but encouraged me. Um, and it's all because when I was 12 or 13, like he made me feel like I was safe with him mm. in, in relationships. So I don't know. Yeah. Barry said the answer to that question of what do we do? How do we do? How do we provoke one another or incite one another to good works? He said the answer was in Hebrews 13. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to show hospitality, uh, especially to strangers. It's that kind of thing. You're right. These yeah. these interactions are face-to-face. Yep. That's how we stir one another up. And it's not to say they might not see a social media post and decide to get involved. But more often than not, <laughs> it's this kind of very interpersonal face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. where we just keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. So when Barry invited everybody to, to come back, like that was one of his big takeaways is like, come back to spiritual community, whatever that that means to you. What did that mean to you guys? Well, I'm already here. So, so what does come back mean? (laughs) No, he, he did, he did talk to those who, who are coming every weekend. Maybe it means serve one and attend one. Maybe it means um, going deeper and getting involved in ways, you know, that you're maybe not involved right now. Yeah. You know, even if you are coming, there are still other things you can consider. But he spoke also to those of you who, you know, again, church attendance has declined mm-hmm. since the pandemic and all those things. And everybody feels it and everybody knows it. And maybe it's time uh, to recommit yourself to making this uh, a regular practice and a regular part of your life, um, not just for yourself, but for others. Like, think about the interactions that we're missing out on every week by people not being here and the difference that they could have made in somebody else's life by being here, let alone the oxytocin that you will receive (laughs) from coming and shaking hands with everybody and, and being a part of a community and a family. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a, I'm so bad with internet terms. Is it called a meme? Do they say memes these days? I still say, there's a picture with words on it. Me? I still do. Yeah. I still Floating it around the internet that says church is not something you go to. It's a family you're a part of. Yeah. See, that's not a funny meme. It's not, I, which she is why did. I didn't share it okay. with you, my family okay. because they wouldn't have laughed. Okay. However, trying to share it here in a meaningful moment. There's a, mo- there's a nugget of truth, right? Yeah. Church Absolutely. is not something that you go to. It's, it's a family that you're a part yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And I think those of us who get that, like when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. When you get it, you come every week because yeah. you you don't want to go a week without seeing your family. Right there, are, there are people out there that don't have that understanding. Where church is very much like, okay, well, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. haven't yet crossed over to realizing that no, this is family. This yeah. is what family does. <laughs> Somebody sent me a prayer request this morning, and it was a lengthy prayer request, but they followed it with, "You're probably sick of hearing this." Oh my goodness! And I said, "No, I'm not sick of hearing it." Like. That's not what family does. Mm. If if you're hurting, I want to stand in intercession for you. Yeah. Whether you're hurting for 10 minutes or 10 years, like that's what family does. We're in it together for the long haul. I'm not sick of hearing this from you. But just, yeah, kind of reinforcing this notion of we're family. I really mean it. I don't mean that in a cliche way. Mm, right. I really mean it. And right. again, when you know, you know. Like there are people I see in the lobby that I only get to see once a week. But my goodness, it makes my week that I yeah. saw them, mm-hmm. that we got to have an in-person, face-to-face interaction. We, we, we may have been texting all week, but it's different, it's different. when we're yeah. in the room with each other. Yeah. And it's different when you, you know, when you go to see your family, you don't go uh, put your coat on a coat rack, eat dinner, and immediately get up and leave, right? There's a sense of lingering. Mm-hmm. There, you, yeah. take your, you take your shoes off, you take your coat off, you linger, you stay a while. That's when the good stuff comes out. Mm. And I think the same is true uh, 
at grace, it's when it's when you're willing to come and linger and stay a mm-hmm. while that the good stuff comes out, meaning that's when you share your troubles. That's when you share a laugh. Uh, that's when you roll up your sleeves and go to the kitchen and maybe, you know, help clean up after yeah. a kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's the lingering and staying in a while where that feels like I belong here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's not just, you know, okay, I'm going to mom's house for dinner. What can I get out of it? Right. You know that you need to be there for mom. Yep. Mom wants you there. Yep. You know, yep. it's, you're, you're there for the other person as much as you're there for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sarah, so Barry talked a lot about like the implications and the consequences of isolation on younger generations. And so if you could speak to friends of the pod or um, the people of grace to what would you have them know if, if the message, if the ultimate message is like come back or come be a part of spiritual community, like what would you have them know about the implications of on these younger generations? Oh yeah, that's big. Um, Yeah, I would ask people come back and roll up your sleeves and find a way to get to know someone in the younger generation. Mm. Um, There is something so life giving hanging out with or serving or serving with people who are 10, 20, 30 years younger than you are or more, whatever your age is. It's incredibly life giving. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a kid will give to you as much as you will give to a kid. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I'm consistently surprised at how filled up I am. You know, in my role, I get to give out, right? I get to pour myself out for the well-being of high schoolers, middle schoolers, kids, babies. But I get filled up in return. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that math. Yeah. You know, that's not mom math. That's like God math, right? (laughs) Um, Mom math. Have you heard of this mom math? No, I don't know what that is. Check out your reels. Maybe I'll send you one. It's mom math. Okay, yeah, send me a mom math reel. This (laughs) this is God's math and God's economy. Man, like get to get invest yourself in the life of a kid. Their problems will humble you. Their problems will show you more about who Christ is. You don't know how much you know Jesus until you're trying to tell him to a kid, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Man, because they see <laughs> yeah. through, they yeah. see through mm. all the facade. Yeah, um, yeah. And kids aren't kids aren't very scary. Some people don't feel like they have the gift of hanging out with kids, yeah. but you might have the gift of pushing a button, right, or sitting at a counter. Mm-hmm. Um, when Barry talked in the sermon about serve one, worship one, that that is inciting to me mm. because we all live, you know that that kind of professional Christian life, but we see what happens with people who trust that God's going to meet them in that. And it's where the good stuff is. Yeah. Mm. So, Mm. yeah. I asked my breakout team at our core team this past week, what keeps you coming back? Mm. (laughs) Cause you're right. We're, we're professional Christians, Mm -hmm. but somebody who's got a family, little kids, who's got a job and then they come here after a long day at work to serve on production at a Wednesday night rehearsal. What keeps you coming back? And by and large, almost every one of them said it's the family. It's the people. These are my people. This is who I want to be around. Like this, it doesn't drain me to come here after a long day of work. It fills me up. Mm -hmm. I want to be here as often as I can. And yeah, it was very encouraging to hear that from them, but also a reminder of God's economy that that totally makes sense. We're, we're giving and he's filling us up and he's doing that. I mean, not just with his word and with his Holy Spirit, but he's doing that because of our proximity to one another yeah. as we continue to keep on loving each other as yeah. brothers and sisters. Yeah. It's yeah. it it's also very plain. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yet it's something that's so completely missed by such a large uh, sector of our society. Mm-hmm. But yeah. those who know, yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, Marin, you're the perfect person to ask this question to. Uh, where are we going next? Well, we get to start a new sermon series this coming weekend. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited about this one, not just because it's my first time kicking off a sermon series. Yeah. I've been the closer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been like that middle, Here we go. That middle relay yeah. girl, you know, but this is my first time kicking one off. Gird your loins. Exactly. <laughs> Um, We're going into the series that's going to take us up through Easter and actually two weeks beyond Easter. Yeah, long series. But we wanted to just spend 
some time, like a good chunk of time, just looking at Jesus, mm-hmm. right? We talk about all kinds of things on the weekend, and we just talked about technology for five weeks, and we just want to center in and focus in on the person of Jesus, but through the lens of the people who knew him best, mm-hmm. the people who walked with him and saw him, yeah, um, his disciples, but not just the 12, just it, it isn't it isn't just about the 12 it's about the people who who saw him yeah and witnessed his miracles and what that what that meant for them and what it would have been like to mm-hmm. to see those things firsthand so i get to kick it off with uh the calling of the first disciples which i need to go home and finish right <laughs> now right now huh uh which is a little bit tricky because so we get these sermon series overviews from Barry mm-hmm. And he's like, kind of, you know, here, here's what I had in mind. And here's a couple of scriptures that I had in mind and uh, talk about Matthew and Peter and uh, who else did he say? Nathaniel. But I'm, I'm, I'm troubled because I can't talk about Peter without talking about Andrew. And I can't right. talk about Nathaniel without talking about Philip. So I'm not talking about three people. Now I'm I talking about five this, people. I run into this all the Every time. Every day, right? All the Every time. Day. I run into that exact problem. I saw, um, okay, it, it wasn't a meme because it was a video. <laughs> It was real. It was real. (laughs) But it was about overthinking. It was about overthinking. And this poor kid was like clutching to this rope for dear life. They were floating in water and freaking out, screaming, crying, freaking out, clutching to this rope. And then like their swim instructor comes along and just like tilts them up. And they realize that they're in like a foot and a half of water. (laughs) And all they had to do was just put their feet down and stand up. That spoke volumes to me. Oh, that's you. So I sent it to my daughter, who is also an overthinker, Ugh. and she found it funny because everything I send is funny. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that's me. That's me with this sermon funny. in particular. I am overthinking it to death. Yeah. Well, and I you, just you need to go home and write it. Oh, I do every yeah. time, but this one's yeah. even worse. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned for that, guys. You're I can't love wait to see how that turns series. out. And that Sarah, you've got uh you've got game night coming up. We do have game night yeah, coming tell up. Tell us a little Grace bit about that. Um it was a beautiful convergence. And, an, and it's like a holy accident that we did not know how the series was going to culminate on talking about perfect. connection. Yeah. And But on the Grace Kids and Students team, we prayed together every Tuesday. And a few months ago, we started praying like we, we, are, we need more connection. Yeah. We need more connection as a church, as a ministry. We want every, you know, it's like cheers you know, cheers, like where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Oh, that was the saddest. That was the saddest I'm dropping all of like the that, 80s that and 90s song. Shows Yeah, I tell you what, all the young showing. people that were like, hey, we're, we're in on Between Sundays because of the videos. Between you being like, Sorry, it's not a meme, it's a video and, and cheers <laughs> references. They're, they're all gone now. <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> well, I don't have any Gilmore yeah. Girls references. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, but, yeah. but we want everyone to know your name. And that's yeah. what we're hoping happens at Grace. Good. It's family game we're night. We're coming. Benders awesome. will be there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you we're say gonna, game night. We're there. We're bringing our competition and All right. snacks. All right. So, good. Yeah. I might come for the snacks. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be good. <laughs> uh, Sarah, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for joining me. us. I hope it wasn't as scary or formal as you thought it would be. I feel uh, I'm not under pressure any longer. No. That's yeah. right. We yeah. could just You're talk for hook. hours. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking with yeah. headphones yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, between Sundays, you can find us on YouTube.com slash Grace Church IN, uh, and we, you'll find us there. So you can watch and uh, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. So uh, find us there. Like, subscribe. Marin, will you please send us out? I sure will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. Bye.